0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Did Joe and Jill Biden expose Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, who are 96 and 93 years old, to possible death by COVID? We'll show you the horrifying pictures that show the reckless political stunt pulled by the Bidens today and is the CIA taking a turn to the left that will endanger the lives of Americans we will tell you all about it coming up and you won't believe the list of people who sit on the board at Facebook who are making the decision on whether Trump gets his free speech back or not we will tell you about them and Caitlyn Jenner released a brand new campaign ad for governor of California and we will show it to you and caution you might just want to vote for Caitlyn Jenner after you see it. All of that and more tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. Stay with us. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. I'm Dr. Gina and welcome to Primetime. Breaking news tonight. Joe Biden finally took off his face mask today for a moment. Now, these days we don't see him maskless very often. And when we do, It's very brief, just long enough usually to read a teleprompter script and then mask right back up and head back up to bed. But today, Joe and Joe Biden headed down to visit former president and former first lady Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, and he was busted not wearing his mask around the couple who are 96 and 93 years old. The Carter Center Twitter account shared the picture, and maybe they didn't realize that the picture would put the hypocrisy of the Bidens on full display. But... Jill, you should have known to ask the Carters not to tweet the picture. And if you're wondering whether that picture is an indication that the Biden administration is going to relax their ridiculous mask virtue signaling, well, you would be wrong. Because reporters took pictures of them outside the Carter home, and Joe and Jill had their masks on to go outside the Carter's home. They took their masks off around the elderly frail carters and put their masks on outside for the TV cameras. And if that doesn't tell you just about everything you need to know about Joe and Joe Biden, I don't know what will. Now, after his hypocritical visit with the Carters, Joe Biden headed back to the White House to remind everyone that you don't need to wear masks outside unless you're in a crowd. Watch.
2: But we're not there yet. That's why I'm asking people to continue to follow the gui- CDC guidelines as we work to get more uh, more people vaccinated. And to clear up any confusion, the good news is that last week the CDC said that vaccinated people do not need to wear their masks outside unless they're in very crowded settings like a sporting event.
1: Yes, children, do as I say, not as I do. Rules for thee, but not for me. Of course. He can do the opposite while he tells you what you can and can't do. He wore his mask outside, did not wear it around people who are at the absolute highest risk of dying of COVID. And that is according to his own words and his own staff of so-called experts. Now, Biden went on to say that masks have needlessly divided the country and that it is patriotic to wear a mask. And at the risk of putting you to sleep, here is that clip.
2: And if we can continue to drive vaccinations up and caseloads down, we'll need our mask even less and less. I know it will take time to get everyone back to everything back to normal. You know we're all going to have to be patient with one another. Masks have needlessly divided this country. Masking, as directed, is a patriotic duty. Hmm,
1: hmm. at least his voice is melodic, right? And so if it's patriotic, Mr. Biden, why didn't you take off your mask inside? Or why did you rather, while posing for a picture with the elderly and frail Jimmy and Rosalind Carter? Did they make you feel somehow less patriotic? And if masks are needlessly dividing the country, then why are you doing the exact opposite of the CDC guidance by wearing masks outside and not wearing them inside? We're just trying to do Biden mask math or uh, Biden mask science i don't know because none of it actually makes sense because guess what it's all made up we all know the answer to these questions actually and it's because joe biden and the leftist mask cult wear masks for very political reasons not because they actually think they work or because they ever thought they did and every time their hypocrisy is exposed americans trust them less and less and less and that goes for the media that reports on this baloney as well. Now, they tell us to follow the science, but in moments where they think no one is watching, they drop the charade and then occasionally pictures accidentally get posted. Today, we witnessed Joe Biden do the opposite of what the CDC guidance tells us. So should we believe anything that comes from the CDC and the Biden administration? It's an honest question. And I think you already know the answer. Coming up, Kurt Schlichter ready to rip the CIA for their disturbing new woke recruiting video? And is Facebook ready to give President Trump his free speech back? Radio host Mark Simone has some words. And that's next, right here on Dr. Gina Time. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay where you are.
0: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
1: Now the left really gets a kick out of destroying great institutions, it seems. Their latest target, the CIA. This agency has definitely lowered the bar and we can see it in their latest recruitment video. Listen.
3: I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy.
1: What? What? What is that? I, I, is this a, this literally is like a joke to That's me.
4: It's not a joke. It's real.
1: This is a real it's true. recruitment video. It's true. I, I seriously thought that if it was April Fool's right now, I would think that you all are playing an April Fool's joke on me. This does not look real to me. Here with me now <laughs> to react, hopefully uh, bring my blood pressure back down to somewhere within some semblance of normalcy, is TownHall.com senior columnist Kurt Schlichter. Kurt? Bring it down for me, friend. This is uh, something I just never thought I would
4: actually witness. What the hell did I just see? <laughs> what the hell did we just see? Ah, I, I, oh my God. Now look, uh, look. The, the CIA has a track record of incompetence unmatched in the, in, in America's institutions. Uh, if you've ever read the book Legacy of Ashes, uh, you've seen that everything it touched turns to garbage. Yet somehow, Dr. Gina, they've they've managed to go one step further. They've managed to go beyond garbage into complete insanity. Now, maybe that's a good thing because their track record of total failure in pretty much everything they've tried to do uh, over the last 70 years, uh, maybe it's better that they hold their own personal gender studies seminar in Langley rather than go and screw things up. Uh, Well, there you have a point. I'm absolutely... First of all, why would you ever say anything like that in public? And B, why would you th- unless you were doing it ironically? And then why would you think that people wouldn't think you were a total nitwit and clown? I mean, this is a person oh. who's supposed to be preserving American lives. And she's talking like a uh, 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 a, a gender studies uh, sophomore from Wellesley who just took one bong hit too many. First of all,
1: I don't understand half the things that were said. So let's start there. I mean, I literally was like, what? what? And then then secondly, I'm just wondering what kind of people are going to be recruited by this because there's no way this person accounts for any significant sorts of numbers of people that are likely to be identifying as potential recruits for the CIA. Not a significant number. Mm -hmm. Certainly not more than single, single digits. Yeah, go ahead.
4: Well, here's what what I'd like to have happen is President DeSantis or whatever hardcore Republican gets uh, (laughs) elected in 2024 to say, CIA director, I'd like you to come to my office tomorrow at nine o'clock and brief me on your recruitment program and why you think this is a good idea, because I'm very curious. Now, CIA director, I want you to bring your deputy, because if you fail to impress me, I'm going to fire you and I'm going to have your deputy come brief me the next day on how you're not going to have an insane recruiting program. I mean, really, do do, do we want people defending the United States who talk and think like that? Holly, I am not a bo- I am not a checklist of intersectional box checking. No, that's that's all you are. You know what she didn't yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Thank I know to stop terrorists. Hey, I know something about the Red Chinese. Hey I've got spy. I've managed to steal the plans to a hypersonic Russian missile. Instead, she's sitting there talking about her, uh, you know, insane intersectional weirdness. And it's like, oh, by the way, I've got some sort of mental illness. Minor, but I'm going to talk about it for a while. Look, that's none of this. What the hell? Kurt, here's
1: the thing this is the world stage we're talking about our foreign enemies are watching this and as if joe biden and kamala harris aren't big enough laughing stocks to start
4: with now this well yeah i bet the chinese are going to be quaking in their boots i bet the russians yeah. are going Yeah, i'm not messing with her she might intersexualize me or something or whatever the hell they do i you know I... That, that guy's better not use the wrong pronoun. Oh my gosh, look, this is serious stuff. Look, I, I like the CIA better when uh, they were a bunch of drunks who didn't do anything overseas. Um, I'm not gonna talk about my experience with the CIA, but just color me unimpressed. And that was a long time ago. It, it, they, they managed to defy uh, all reason and become worse. It's actually, It's actually impressive in a weird way that they managed to become a work-run, more useless organization. I would hope that uh, President DeSantis burns it down and starts over with an intelligence service that's dedicated to defeating America's enemies rather than having a uh, uh, a 3 a.m. old uh, Milwaukee-fueled sharing session on the dorm room floor.
1: Kurt, I think the real question too is we look at our other institutions and you have to ask yourself, with all the crazy happening in our military, how far are they behind
4: this kind of tactic we're seeing in the CIA? Oh, they they will be 100% in on it because that is what the commanders have said that they want. The commander chief has made it very clear that this is the idiocy he wants. Well, that's the idiocy he's going to get. There's an old saying, and you know I'm a retired colonel, Uh, There's an old saying that soldiers do what commanders check, and if commanders check warfighting skills, your guys are going to have warfighting skills. If you check woke baloney, they're going to uh, have a a buffet, a smorgasbord of woke baloney of every flavor and type. And that's what we're going to get, and it's going to get people killed because at the end of the day, while these people are a joke, what they do or what they're supposed to do is not a joke. It's not funny. It's deadly serious. And when you have clowns like this uh, with their bizarre narcissistic insanity, pretending to be defenders of the United States of America, our enemies are laughing and our enemies will move to take advantage of it. And I'm afraid that they will succeed.
1: You know, Kurt, Colonel, a BA uh, military person like you does not need my heart to go out to you, and I full well understand that, but it does because there's there's a, a pride of ownership in an organization like the military, and the fact that you you know go in and you serve and you give up so much and you understand what you think you're doing when you go in there and you do that, and then you come out and you see things like this happening, and it's just got to be, it's frustrating for the average American. I can't even imagine if I were part of that tradition, having to watch it crumble uh, from the outside. I, I just, I can't even imagine. Anyway, thanks for your service. Thanks for being with us tonight.
4: Thanks for having me.
1: All right over at Facebook, our benevolent tech overlords have announced that tomorrow they will make their decision known to the world as to whether President Trump will be granted his free speech again. Isn't that so lovely of them? President Trump was banned from virtually all social media in January while he was still commander-in-chief, and the tech oligarchs plan to announce their decision tomorrow as to whether the Facebook Oversight Board has deemed Donald Trump worthy of having his free speech rights restored by them. Here with me now to discuss New York City radio talk show host, Mark Simone. Mark, good to see you. Uh, To what can Donald Trump, now that he's a free citizen and not the President of the United States, attribute this uh, incredible benevolence on behalf of the CCP, I mean, I'm sorry, of the Facebook overlords?
5: Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves they haven't approved it yet they're gonna uh, i i think they probably will uh today he launched his own facebook uh, twitter kind of combination page on his website i think it's donaldjtrump.com desk and you can see his feed there uh i think uh, you know if you get banned by facebook you got to be doing something right i'm only shadow banned <laughs> so Me too. Do it as well if you look at this oversight committee It is the dumbest collection of people in the world. It's law professors from a university in Jakarta. Uh, You you got it up there. You know, uh, I, I have to pick content for my show. I've never once said to myself, let me call a law professor in Jakarta, run these topics by him, see what he thinks. What the hell do they know about picking content for anything? There's more law professors on there than on the board of the Law Review. Columbia University. These are places not known for diversity. Most of these academics, professors, educators tend to be the most bigoted against conservatives people on earth. So uh, I but I don't know. Maybe they'll let him back just to just to look like they're not as bigoted as they really are.
1: And Business Insider reports that these Oversight Facebook board members earn six-figure salaries, so they get to spend a few minutes a week deciding uh, whether you or I deserve my First Amendment rights, uh, and then they go back to their elitist uh, you know, cocktail parties and so on and so forth and uh, get to collect big checks all the way along while being the most intolerant of folks that you could possibly ever know. As you mentioned, the moment that someone wants to call themselves tolerant and they want to start incorporating conservatives then i'll start listening right
5: yeah you know alan dershowitz said there's no more liberals that's the problem there are no liberals these are progressives and there's nothing liberal about them uh and and that's that's the problem with facebook can you you imagine if alexander graham bell invented the phone and you could only talk on it if he agreed with what you were saying if he didn't like what you were saying you couldn't use the phone we wouldn't stand for that for a second why do we allow this now
1: now here's a question for you, Mark. Do you think President Trump cares whether or not they put him back on Facebook?
5: Uh, well, you know as well as I do. He, uh, he, you know, when you start playing games with him, he's a he's a chess master. He'll he'll outplay you and win in the end. That's what they never quite get. Uh, everybody who you know on the other side has tried to kill this guy for years and years and years and years publicly. They can't do it. He always comes out ahead, uh, and uh, you know. Just don't bet against him. We'll we'll see uh, a year from now where everybody is on this. Uh, Remember, he's the 45th president of the United States and probably the 47th, too.
1: Well, and it's not so much a secret. Uh, You know, I live here in Palm Beach. I see who comes here. I know when tech folks on our side of the aisle or who are just not bigoted, let's just put it that way, who are just open to free speech in general are visiting and I hear what's being developed and I hear when the president's developing his own things and I know if I'm hearing it, um, other people are hearing it too. So do you think timing had something to do with Facebook deciding to quote unquote revisit this?
5: Well, I don't know if people know, Facebook took an enormous financial hit because Apple, in the new uh, Apple software on the phone, you can not allow the app to track you anymore, and Facebook tracks you and sells the data advertisers. If they can't do that anymore, that's $86 billion in lost revenue. It's a big battle between Apple mm-hmm. and Facebook. So to make up for that $86 billion, that may be why they want to get the Trump supporters back on.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How about that? talking with our pocketbooks i like that <laughs> and mark simone i always like it when you come on my show thank you for being with us today
5: always love being here thanks for having me
1: thank you coming up we, are we about to see an economic nosedive thanks to the COVID aftermath and the biden insane spending spree Warren Buffett is sounding an alarm, so I asked my good friend and economic genius, Stephen Moore, to come on this show and give us the DL. He is next, right here on Dr. Gina Prime Stay put.
3: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: And welcome back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. Now don't forget... Check out my podcast, go to justthenews.com, click on podcast, scroll down to my face, and you can get it there, you can subscribe, and you can share. Now, COVID really messed up the world economy, as you know, whether it was the pandemic itself or the horrendous response from virtually every government around the world. Our economy will suffer the effects of the China virus for years to come, without a doubt. But as the world economy opens back up, supply will exceed demand and inflation, is just about sure to happen and as the biden spending spree gets kicked off will inflation ramp up like we haven't seen since the carter years speaking of the carters wow they've been all over this show today here with me now to discuss one of the greatest economic minds that i know and this man can even sing someday I maybe should play that video you're not so vain though stephen moore great to see you
6: hi gina great to be with you
1: Steven, CNBC, I should explain to our audience that I'm I'm talking about you singing and stuff because you did a lovely rendition one night of uh, You're So Vain at Dinner. And who knew that Stephen Moore could sing? And someday we'll just have to play this uh, on the show so that everybody else can see what an amazing uh, singer you are. But we're glad to have you with us. Um, Stephen, CNBC, I'm sorry, we got to bring some light to the show because you know what? It's just so dark these days. There's so much bad Biden vibe out there that we got to make it light. Um, CNBC reports that Warren Buffett uh, sees very substantial inflation and rising prices, and we know... He's in the housing market, so maybe the entire economy won't suffer from inflation. But when, it, when, you know, when Warren Buffett says it, Steve, people get a little freaked out. So uh, what say you?
6: So there's no question we're starting to see inflation. And by the way, the reason that's happening, Gina, is because of the massive spending, the massive borrowing, the massive taxation. And the uh, massive money printing that's going on in Washington. You know, I printed. I counted six trillion dollars of spending that Biden wants to do, uh, and that pouring money into the economy is obviously going to cause inflation. Anybody with an economics 100 degrees n- degree knows that. You know, uh, inflation is just too many dollars chasing too few goods. Biden is just pouring this money into the economy without an increase in production. That's going to lead to higher prices. Now, I have to tell you, I laugh when I listen to the Federal Reserve Board Chairman Jerome Powell say, "Well, we don't really see any inflation." You know, Gina, he's got to get out more, because I just filled up my tank in Maryland. Uh, it used to take when Donald Trump was president, it took about it was about $35 uh, to fill up my tank. Now it costs about $54. That's a big increase. And and for working class people, you know, the impact of higher gasoline prices, what I call pain at the pump, and then also the uh, increase in uh, food prices. I mean, some of those people at the Federal Reserve Board should go to the grocery store and see how much food prices are rising. And you saw there was a big story about the fact that the truckers can't get the oil and gas to the gas stations, So gas prices are going to continue to go up. And I would mention one other thing. You know, look at what's happened to new car prices, used car prices, through the roof, lumber prices. I don't know what the Fed is talking about when they say they don't need, see any uh, inflation. I do, and I lived through the 1970s, and I knew that inflation is a tax on uh, low-income and moderate-income people.
1: And a lot of this is being blamed when the media does acknowledge that there's anything happening economically. They, they tend to want to just throw it all in the COVID pocket. At least that's what I tend right. to hear. Um, and, you know, this really isn't that, though. I mean, for a while, you can blame it on COVID, um, and some things might be attributable to that. But um, Biden oil policies are not the kind of policies that tend to work for the middle class, correct?
6: Oh, of course. I mean, you're, you're, all these free payments that we're making people, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars of these payments. And look, we're Americans. Everybody loves free money. But what people are doing is they're taking this free money and then they're going out and spending it. And then when they spend it, by the way, that raises the prices of things and it makes everything more expensive. So we're seeing a real uh, hit to middle-class people. In a lot of areas, it's, uh, it's getting difficult to find workers right now. Because we're paying so much money to people for not working that, uh, by the way, you're not going to believe this, Gina, but in, a, in many states, a couple, a husband and a wife, neither of them are working. Both of them are collecting unemployment benefits, and then they're getting food stamps, they're getting Medicaid, they're getting all of these credits. They can make over $100,000 of income for not working. So now we have a problem where the employers in this country uh, cannot get their workers to go back on the job because of these high unemployment benefits. I'm in favor of a, a safety net for people. Uh, we should have a safety net, but this isn't a safety net. We're encouraging people not to work, and that is having catastrophic negative effects on the economy and on small businesses.
1: Yeah, and I don't know whoever thought of six figures as a safety net, but you know when you figure into the cost of going back to work, when you've been not working, right. For more than a year you've got you know right. gas prices you've got perhaps uh, car right. expenses you've got yep. you know clothes that you have to wear I mean these are all real things then as you're talking about the trucking prices um, you know manufacturing is all going to cost more now so our, our products are going to go up in cost and all of those things are going to matter as people think about the costs of going back to work because there is a certain amount of cost in going back to work even though there are signing bonuses That's even right. though there are inflated Wages to some degree too to try to get people to come back to work. It still costs money to go back to work. How does the if if you could just fix this problem? How do we reconcile this in real time um, under the circumstances we have right now? What needs to happen?
6: We're paying a high price for Biden's policies already. It's amazing he's only been in office a hundred days, and he's already you know proposed so much new spending. Uh, The they they want. people on welfare. I mean, what else can you assume when you see the massive increases in in welfare spending that we're doing? And now, by the way, you saw this week that the uh, president is talking about free daycare, free babysitting services, free child care, free junior college, free college, free uh, burial services. Everything's going to be free, Gina. It's going to be wonderful. Of course, nobody's going to be able to afford it because nobody's going to be working. I mean, I just think it's a prescription for disaster. Everyone knows if you're a homeowner, or you're the head of a household, or even if you're just a, you know, a, a starting your career, you know that you have to pay your bills, right? You can't keep uh, amassing higher and higher debt, and you can't uh, spend more than you bring in, and think that that story has a happy ending. And I got to tell you, it's not just, uh, it's not just Biden. It's the people throughout his administration. And don't forget what they want to do on energy policy. They want to curtail American energy production and they wanna reduce how much we're producing our oil and gas and coal. And so is it any wonder that the price of oil and gas is going up, we're re- reducing our supply. And Gina, the only people who are gonna benefit from that are the Saudi Arabians and the Russians and the Chinese and Iranians and the other countries that can't believe we're so stupid, we're cutting off our own energy supply. So I, I'm despondent right now. I cannot believe the dumb things that are happening right now in Washington. And thank God we had this vaccine which is, you know, improving the economy. The economy is getting better because of the Trump vaccine. But it seems as though Biden is trying to derail the economy and transform it in a way that we're not going to like and we're not going to be, able. I, I, I call it the bankrupting of America.
1: It really does feel that way. We have older workers taking early retirement in many cases. Uh, we have millennials who one-third of them think communists is, uh, communism is worth a try. Uh, they've never heard history, apparently. Uh, we've been hearing about inflation coming for a long, long time. We hear certain radio talk show hosts making a lot of money. It's a well-known fact. Prepper supplies um are the way you make money uh if you are a radio talk show host because uh preppers know uh, people know that uh, prepping may be may be a worthy cause in the days to come so uh why haven't we seen though the major inflation that we've heard about for years the government's been printing money for a long time so what makes it different now steve
6: I want to mention something about these massive tax increases that are coming because we have, yeah. that's the big part of the story that still hasn't been told. You know, uh, Biden says, oh, we're just going to tax the, the top 1%. That, that's not true. Uh, you're not going to get enough money. You're not going to get $6 trillion out of the top 1%. We know that everybody's gonna get hammered with these higher taxes, and they wanna raise the capital gains tax, they wanna raise the dividend tax, they wanna raise the corporate tax, they wanna raise the taxes on our small businesses, uh, they want an energy tax, have you seen that? Gina, now they're saying, well, only the top 1% are gonna pay the tax. Wait a minute, everybody uses energy, everybody heats their home, everybody drives a car, Uh, and so I think the negative effect of these taxes, and as you know, Gina, I work for Donald Trump. I helped put that tax plan together uh, the tax cut that we passed in 2017, it was a huge success. We had the biggest increase in uh, in uh, the number of workers in America and the number of jobs. We had big uh, wage gains for workers. We had huge income gains. We had the biggest reduction in the uh, in the poverty rate in the history of the United States. I mean, these were giant benefits to the economy. Gina, I don't understand why Biden wants to reverse what Trump did when he created one of the best economies we had. And if it weren't for Trump, by the way, we wouldn't have this vaccine. It, does anybody think, by the way, Gina, that we'd have a vaccine by now if Biden had been president last year? Because I sure don't. Well, there's no
1: way. But but they continue to rewrite all of the stories of history, um, that being just one of them, uh, giving Trump no credit when it was obviously there would be no vaccine right now if it weren't for him. I want you to listen, though, to what Joe Biden said yesterday as he was promoting his new tax and spend plan. Listen.
2: As I keep hearing on the press Biden's going to raise your taxes. Anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will not pay a single penny in taxes, and we will not increase the deficit either.
1: Well, Steve, I think he misspoke. But who knows? Maybe anyone under four hundred thousand dollars won't pay taxes. <laughs> what do you think?
6: I've heard. I've heard Democrats say this now for 35 years. I've been in Washington a long time and they always say, oh, they're going to only tax the rich. We're going to soak the rich. Don't worry if you're middle class, you're not going to have to worry about it. And when I hear them say soak the rich, what I say is, Gina, it's time to get the umbrella because they're coming after everybody. And look, this is a middle class country. Remember, Bill Clinton said I'm only going to tax the rich. Uh, You know, uh, Biden's and Obama said they're only going to tax the rich. And of course, we all get hit with these higher taxes. By the way, the rich people in this country, the millionaires and billionaires, they have tax accounts, they have lawyers, they have lobbyists. They're gonna find that's ways right. around these taxes. And you and I are gonna, and the people listening to the show, we're the ones who are gonna pay the bill. And, and you know who else is gonna pay the bill, Gina? Your kids and my kids, because we're borrowing sure. so much money. And that's what really scares me. What great country passes trillions and trillions of dollars of debt onto their kids? It's not a formula for success.
1: Not a formula for success. Stephen Moore, always great to have you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Coming up, we'll show you Caitlyn Jenner's very first campaign ad for the California governor's race. And you better watch out. It's actually good. You might like this. That's next, right here on Dr. Jane, Prime Time. Stay put.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: It is time now for one of my favorite parts of the show, because I like to bring you news that I don't think you know. And here to help, as always, the purveyor of all news you don't know, Jessica Rivera. Jessica, what do you have for us today?
0: Yes, thank you, Dr. Gina. As the nation prepares for the upcoming busy summer season, many restaurants, cities, and counties are having a hiring shortage with more than normal full-time positions with benefits ready to fill. But the problem is, there aren't any applicants. Why? Because many people are making more in pandemic and welfare benefits than they would getting up and going to a job. The reason is, there's more of an incentive to stay home because the federal government,
5: with its unemployment compensation and the state government combined,
2: makes it very attractive not to work.
0: The latest American Rescue Plan has extended unemployment benefits along with an added $300 a week until September 6th. The national average of unemployment right now is around $347 a week or $1,488 a month, with some making as much as $855 a week or $4,620 a month. So really, the decision is really easy for these people to make and that is to take advantage of the situation and look for a job when they absolutely have to. Hiring experts are also pointing out, normally when there are shortages of this nature, many of these open positions end up being filled by foreign exchange student workers who are here on visas. But with the current travel restrictions, even visa holders aren't readily available to apply for these open positions. So Dr. Gina, The only hope for business owners right now is to wait until the added federal unemployment benefits run out in September, then maybe and hopefully hiring will rebound. But until then, workers are scarce and current employees are having to do two, three or more workers jobs. Dr. Gina, back to you
1: so much, Jessica. Yep, I'm hearing it everywhere. Shortage of workers, people paying these hiring bonuses and crazy, crazy things that we used to only hear from like headhunters on, you know, big long term, you know, very professionally targeted jobs like engineers and bankers and doctors and things. Anyway, thank you for letting us know. All right. Today, the Caitlyn Jenner for Governor campaign released their very first ad uh, for the campaign to replace Gavin Newsom here to watch it with us. Who else would you want but our own West Coast contributor, the amazing Amanda Head. Amanda, always great to have you with us. Glad to have you back from the border because, uh, well, I hate for you to have to be in California. And I always get criticized for my friends in California when I call it that because, of course, those of us (laughs) who do love California do love it. But the government there is a little communist. uh, But uh, we are here to hope that some of that can change by watching a little bit of this ad. And I want to get your reaction. Here we go.
7: California was once the envy of the world. We had what everyone else wanted. The American dream grew up here. Yet career politicians and their policies have destroyed that dream. The government is now involved in every part of our lives. They've taken our money, our jobs, and our freedom. I came here with a dream 48 years ago to be the greatest athlete in the world. Now I enter a different kind of race, arguably my most important one yet, to save California. I want to carry the torch for the parents who had to balance work and their child's education, for business owners who were forced to shut down, for pastors who were not able to be with their congregation, for the family who lost their home in a fire, for an entire generation of students who lost a year of education, this past year has redefined our career politicians as elitists, and the people of California as the warriors, the kings, and the angels.
1: I'm so too. Did this? Look at me. I'm all leaning forward. Uh, Amanda, I just want your thoughts. I just I don't want to taint it in any way. Your thoughts.
3: I thought it was an incredible ad, uh, a very successful way to introduce Caitlyn Jenner to California as a candidate to take Gavin Newsom's seat. Look, the reality of it is Gavin Newsom has, for lack of better terms, crapped on California, and it's time to flush him down and get someone else in there. Um, Unless Rick Grinnell decides to jump in the race uh, as a Republican to run for that seat, I, I foresee Caitlyn Jenner having a very successful run. Um, this might be a contrarian and somewhat controversial view, but I vote on policy, not plumbing. I don't care what her plumbing is or was or is ever going to be. If if Caitlyn Jenner believes these things and wants to do these things for the state of California, I am all about it. Um, I was listening last week to one of my favorite talk radio hosts and he was talking about the macro versus the micro issues of transgenderism and, you know, whether uh, Christian evangelical uh, Republicans should support Caitlyn Jenner. And, you know, I think it on a micro level, supporting someone like her who who Pretty much across the board has the same values that i have with the exception of one glaring uh thing um if if that's what she stands on and is going to do for the state of california then that for me is separate from the macro issue of the transgender agenda she talked about churches i mean that's gonna that's gonna nab a whole sector of california's conservative population and i i think she knocked it out of the park with this ad it is Fascinating. I, I mean, I don't know that there has
1: ever, outside of the Trump campaign, which I also thought was just mind-bogglingly fascinating, I don't know that there's yeah. ever been a campaign that I was this absolutely intrigued by. And let's not forget yeah. that Caitlyn Jenner did come out yesterday, I believe, or the day before, and say that she did not think uh, that... That, they're, that, they're, that men, no matter transgendered or not, should be able to participate mm-hmm. in women's sports. And as the father of daughters, um, I think that was a very important stance uh, for that political campaign. But my question for you, Amanda, because you live there, um, and I know you are friends with many liberals. I was at your wedding. <laughs> um, I sat with some very, very dug-in liberals at your
3: wedding. What are you hearing from them? Oh, uh, well, you know, I will just say that they they too are voting on policy and not plumbing. And, you know, here in California, in Woketopia, they are all about supporting, you know, anyone who's a part of the LGBTQRSXYZ whatever community. Um, but they are not supporting her, and I would imagine that they are going to drag her uh, over the coals because, you know, they they can't support uh, someone who has an R next to their name. And look, having a transgender person running for gov- running for governor of California—I mean, you lived here; crazier things have definitely happened here. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it.
1: Very, very interesting, Amanda. Well, I know that you'll be keeping an eye on that, and I just literally cannot wait for this whole thing to unfold. I just find it psychologically, sociologically, and politically fascinating. I want to ask you about some other news. Bill Gates is in some big trouble. He and his wife are divorcing, um, and uh, ironically, Bill Gates, of all people, Bill Gates is asking for privacy during this time, which I find particularly interesting. Um, What do you think is going to happen there, and how are folks in California responding to this big news of a divorce?
3: Yeah, you know, at this age, I don't know, this, again, is controversial. Like, what's the point at this age? Um, But, I, you know, for his wife, we don't really know uh, because they do want to have privacy. The reasons behind their divorce, I don't know, maybe it's because he wants to depopulate the earth or dim the sun or basically be the antichrist. Uh, But they said in a statement, a lot of work on our relationship but won't work for the next phase of our lives. The next phase being human extinction. I don't know. But, you know, this is going to be a very hefty divorce settlement. I do know that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. A hefty divorce settlement, although I guess she's not asking for any maintenance. So that is particularly interesting in light of the fact I guess they're worth hundreds of billions of dollars. So I guess you don't have to ask for those things. All right, Amanda, I want to ask you about the Bidens and the Carters. Today, Joe and Jill Biden went to visit Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, who are 96 and 93 years old. And the Bidens, were busted, essentially, with their masks off. Joe Biden, of course, wears his mask when walking across the White House lawn by himself. But then when he was in the face of the Carters, he endangered their lives in his own way, as he would say, by potentially exposing them to COVID. Um, And then the Carters actually posted the picture. I'm sure they would have preferred that didn't happen. Why isn't the leftist media screaming about this? um, And why were the Carters not concerned and posted it on their website? And what is what do the leftist media have to say about this? Um, because normally, if any, you or I were to post pictures around 96 and 93 year olds without a mask, I'm telling you, the media would be eating us alive right now. We'd probably be deplatformed for it.
3: Yeah. and And look, I mean, this is the, nothing to do with having the vaccine. We we all saw Joe Biden in Congress last week around people who were vaccinated. Everyone was wearing a mask. But to me, like the, the most stark uh, example of hypocrisy was Joe Biden wearing the mask on that Zoom call with world leaders. He's wearing a mask there, but someone who is so revered by the Democrat Party, the Carters, who are uh, not septuagenarian, not octogenarian, whatever it is for se- for people in their nineties, uh, you know, that's perfectly fine. But for the mainstream media to have to cover this, that would require consistency. And they definitely don't want to be consistent in pointing out holes in this narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Rules that they simply
1: don't have to abide by, and they will never, Call them out ever, ever. It, it's just, it's astonishing. It'll be really interesting. You know, if the media would call them out, Amanda, they would gain a little credibility like Bill Maher did. We ran it on this show yesterday when he called out the cancel culture. Um, but, and, and it gives him credibility. You know, I don't agree with Bill Maher about 99% of the time, but he does have some credibility in my mind that other media and other comedians certainly don't because He is willing once in a while to say, hey, I am not in lockstep with the rest of the people that I hang around with. Once in a while, I am willing to veer off and call it like I see it. But the rest of them just simply don't. And when you're willing to wear a mask on a Zoom call that you take it off when you're meeting in person with people in their 90s, it really just shows that the whole thing is a facade, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and you know, like you, I would have a lot more respect for these journalists who, you know, they refuse to report the truth i suppose but but i will say that what they say on air is very different i think from how they feel in their private lives Um, i have one of those little letter boards in my house that i was given for christmas a few years ago and i've used it as kind of a conversation starter i I put the block letters on there and it says uh, biden stole the election and everyone knows it and it really is just a a, uh, i guess incendiary uh, conversation starter but when you have you know we had a liberal in our house on sunday And it's interesting to start those conversations and find out how they feel behind the scenes, Um, you know, especially on issues like covid, because this person is he's a liberal, but he's also from Texas. And he said since day one, I have not worn a mask. I don't know a single person who was ill because of covid and everything's fine. So, you know, it's always interesting when you get people behind closed doors and in a a civil, private conversation to talk to them and, and find out how they feel.
1: Yeah, my own father is a perfect example of that private conversation. I have a lot, too. A lot of common ground if you can just be tolerant and not shut people down for their views. All right, Amanda, it's one of my favorite times of the day, and I always am happy to get to share it with you. It is time for our meme of the day. This may be my all time favorite meme ever. Amanda, it says a man we see here wearing a seatbelt while walking around outside. And the caption says the CDC now recommends wearing a seatbelt even when you're outside the car. Amanda, I could literally see people doing this. And I posted this on Twitter and said, attention, all Democrats, because why is it? Why is it funny to think that Democrats would wear a seatbelt outside the car? If it's safe in the car, then it's got to be safe out of the car, because if they think you should wear a mask around people because you might make someone sick or because it makes people feel better and they wear them alone in their car, then I don't think this is so far fetched to
3: you. It's definitely not far-fetched. I could totally see people falling into this. Uh, What I could also see, but I really don't want to see, is if the CDC recommended wearing condoms when you're lying alone in your bed, and that also (laughs) seems to be on the same (laughs) level here. And uh, yeah, I mean, not that I want to see that, but I could definitely see it in my mind's eye happening. Well, let's let's just be glad that
1: most people wear pants around, so we're never going to know about those people being extra-precautious, right? Because we don't (laughs) want to see that. We don't even want to think about it. Brain bleach, brain bleach. All right, Amanda. But no one would um, ever know if you and I weren't wearing pants right now. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. But I am wearing a skirt. I promise you that. Anyway, Amanda, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. All right, and thanks to all of you for joining me tonight. And thanks to everyone here on our great crew. You're home for real news, Real America's Voice, R-A-V-TV, live from Studio Six B up next with Damon and the crew. Don't forget to tune in to this show every single night where we will have the MAGA scoop for you. Every single night. Hug your children, love your God, you go boldly now and live the truth. K-9-5.